What's up everyone? Welcome back. If you're new here, I am Aditya Mulukuri, the host of Tats Podcast, the great feature for your bright future. And today we have Mr. Harish Uday Kumar, as known as Curious Harish, entrepreneur, founder of Cleanify and a great YouTuber. Today we are discussing about why hustling is important at young age and also about entrepreneurship and lots of stuff together. So please do enjoy this episode. Hi bro, welcome to the Aditya Talks and Show. Thanks for having me, Aditya. Yeah, I'm glad having you too. Yeah. And also a, a great video content creator in YouTube. Not a great, but yeah, I make videos. Yeah. Yeah, uh, after watching your every video, I mean, it's uh, it's not just a normal thing. I'd like, I'd like to ask you a first question, like, why hustling is important at young days? Hmm. So, uh, like there are two options, right? Uh, do do lazy people make it in life? Like if you just lay in your bed the entire day, do you like, would you be able to accomplish a lot? In most cases, it's not, right? It's people who try out different things, uh, just, just try working on uh, some particular aspect for a very long time. These are the type of people who ultimately end up becoming something in life. So uh, I feel like whenever you're getting opportunities, just grab them uh, and start working towards it. For example, if your teacher is like, uh, come and give a speech in my class, just say, hey, I'll, I'll do that. If, yeah. if uh, you know, you're uh, getting an opportunity to work on some project, be like, hi, hi I'll do that. So yeah. I think that's the reason why hustling is important. It's because it just opens up a lot of opportunities for you and uh, thus enabling you to do better in life. Also, it's like a nice practice for a future. Mm, yeah. Prepares so, you for future. Yeah. So uh, what do you think at when, what is this, a student or a, a young a teenager should start a hustling? at one what age so what do you like let's, let's talk about the word hustle right what is yeah. hustle yeah uh, like in my definition a hustle is something uh wherein you put in a lot of efforts where you're working quite a lot for example if i'm making videos and if i'm mm-hmm. spending day and night editing videos then that's a sort of a hustle right it's putting in enormous amount of efforts in doing something so uh like the question would be when should you put enormous amount of efforts you can put whenever you can the earlier you start the better it is so if you're hustling in terms of studying it's good good you'll get better grades if you're hustling in terms of the sport that you're playing you'll become a better player so uh, there's no particular time when you should start hustling uh just make sure that you're doing it all the time and at the same time make sure you don't uh, burn out right so it's not that you start studying and just never stop you're doing it for the next 24 hours and then you fall sick so know what the limits are uh, have a very balanced life uh, mm-hmm. but at the same time you know put put in uh, optimum amount of effort to get the right results uh, so, so we are discussing about hustling and what is hustle. So, how can one find his hustle or passion? How can um, so here's the thing: like, if if you want to find what you're good at, then you have to try out a bunch of things. Like, you can't just be like, okay, I'm good at coding. I, I'm just gonna go with that. You never know what you're good at. So, uh, I would say, ha- like, just participate in a lot of things and see if it actually interests you. Like, I don't like say. Uh, football because i'm not good at it i i've definitely tried it i've played football a lot of times but it's not something i'm good at so it wasn't something that excited me so that's not my passion i i came to know about it just because i tried playing it right so that's applicable for everything even for skills like um you can try graphic design you can try installing photoshop making a few creatives and if you think that's something that's not interesting that's not something that you can do for the ten, next 10 years of your life then that isn't really your passion so uh, try out a bunch of things keep exploring keep grabbing opportunities and eventually you'll find out uh, what excites you and what you can do for the next 10 years of your life so if one finds a passion, like uh, something like, so what, if I found uh, my interest is in graphic designing. Okay. So how can I start freelancing? How can you start freelancing? Um, now, once, you're, once you become good at, say, making uh, creatives, then you have to see how you can, uh, whom you can reach out to, which particular industry needs this service, right? Uh, so let's take an example of shopkeepers who want to make uh, like 
banners for their uh, for their shops so if you think that few new shops are opening up then you can be like hey I, i can help you make good posters that can help you in promotion i can help you set up a good banner that you can put up i can help you design all of that i can help you uh, you know design some cards that you can keep on the table some flip cards table cards yeah. uh, so yeah i think that's how you just keep spotting opportunities right uh, see what particular uh, industry needs that what, which particular person might need your service and how do you find that just ask your friends relatives be on social media keep looking out for uh, you know people needing these particular service and then just reach out to them okay so is there future for freelancers like there are multiple companies and small businesses started are doing all this stuff so is there any chance that freelancers survive in future um well it de- depends on the type of freelancer you're talking about right? if it's someone who's really good at their craft and if uh, that particular freelancer is in high demand if they have a lot of projects lined up then for sure they'll do very well but if you're someone who's mediocre if you're not able to find a lot of clients if you're not good at networking if you haven't been delivering on time and if your uh, client isn't happy with your work then uh, those freelancers usually tend to fade away after a certain period of time so it totally depends on you it's a very personal decision uh, yeah. and i guess that's how it works okay so can you ex- so you are in the stream of coding and uh, i mean technology right Hmm, so, not not really coding coding i mean i do know how to code uh, yeah. but it's more of like managing product okay so can you can you explain is there any future for coding like there are a, a great wave came india like after whitehead junior vedanto started coding and also government is also take some steps for coding so hmm. how what's the future of coding right if you, uh, like it's, it it is become like a basic skill for every student so i think by coding you mean building applications Mm-hmm. and uh building applications i mean that's going to stay forever and it's very important like if you take a look at any top uh, you know person in the world jeff bezos uh, bill gates mark zuckerberg elon musk all of them are programmers right paul graham all of them are programmers uh so when you combine engineering with entrepreneurship it turns out to be something really cool and you can build uh, amazing tech products like take a take an example of any huge company in the world it's mostly tech based right so it definitely has a huge role to play in the economy and therefore it's important for people to know and understand technology and code so uh, i don't think it's going anywhere in fact uh, it, in fact it's there's going to be like a huge boom exponential growth uh, in yeah. terms of building products and shipping them out so let's come to entrepreneurship and business background now mm-hmm. so so the main step of every entrepreneur is like getting and generating ideas mm-hmm. so where does ideas come from and how can he develop his ideas so uh, most ideas come from experiences right so uh, if if you have been through something then the chance of you working on that particular thing is way higher like uh if i'm someone from retail family if, if say for example if my father runs a kirana store and if i've been brought in uh if i've been raised and brought up in that particular environment then i know everything about that particular industry right uh, i know everything yeah. about kiranas yeah. now uh once you have that particular experience i can come up with innovative ideas which can change that industry or which can help improve that particular industry for example an app that allows people to uh, maybe keep track of credit in a kirana store or an app that helps people uh, you know book kirana store stuff from uh, whatsapp or something like that uh and i can just go and deliver so some sort of innovation that will lead to a uh, change in that particular industry you know something that helps people save time or something that helps people make more money or something that helps people save money if you're able to come up with a solution uh which you know uh fulfills one of these conditions then that will uh that that'll really be game changing so that's how you mostly come up with ideas it's through your prior experiences and observations yes. so these are experiences are uh, mostly seen in young people right now mm. so there are yeah. so, so there are a bunch of young young people and teenagers starting startups mm mm-hmm. so these people are starting startups right now so at certain age are these startups going to survive or they are going to move in other things so most startups fail right uh, like 99% of the startups fail and uh, 
the reason is because, I mean, there are a lot of reasons co-founder conflicts or they haven't found out product market fit or because they ran out of money, uh, they weren't able to sell. So there yeah. could be a lot of reasons. Uh, but at the same time, for the economy to succeed, you just need few winners. Like if mm. you have one big basket, one Swiggy, uh, one Zomato winning, then that one startup can contribute to a lot of jobs and a lot of revenue. Um, so that's how the ecosystem works. Uh, you would have, you would definitely have a lot of failures. Uh, mm. So it's a very risky game. But yeah, if, if you're among the winners, then uh, you know it's going to create a huge, huge impact. Yes. Another question is how to make the winning startup. I mean, your tips, I mean, your basic advice is for so, this. So I'm not qualified enough to tell you about that. I don't run a billion dollar company. Um, yeah. But, you know, just work on something that you're really, really passionate about. Solve a very big problem that that's concerning people, right? Don't create a problem out of thin air that no one's going to pay for or who, yeah. what no one cares about. Because especially like in a country like India, people only pay for what's very, very necessary, right? People would yeah. pay for education. People would pay for healthcare. If you're selling them uh, a fancy umbrella for your shoes, they won't buy it because that's that's a problem that you're creating. No one no one wants it, right? If you're selling them, um, say, uh, a wallet that has a different design, but it's it costs three times the money, then no one's gonna buy it because it doesn't add much of value. Uh, so build something that really provides value, like Swiggy. It helps you get food on time from your favorite restaurants. Or uh, take an example of Amazon. It helps you get the favorite, uh, you know, whatever electronic gadgets you want uh, from the comfort of your home, right? So these are all huge problems that are being solved by companies. So solve a huge problem. Make sure you you know, uh, have a good team and you're really passionate about this problem. Make sure, like you should, you should be so passionate that you're ready to do it for the next 10 years of your life. And, uh, then just, just, you know, uh, just find a bunch of more interested people and start working towards it. So that's that. Yeah. That's pretty much it. And then plus it's, it's a lot of experimentation. So it's not that your first idea is going to take off. It might not You'll have to pivot and experiment and do a lot of uh, things to ultimately find out a good business model and things like that. So it's not an easy game. It, most people would give up eventually. It's, it's, it's going to take, there'll be a lot of highs and lows. Um, so yeah, it's only for the strong and brave hearted, I guess. Yes. Also, it's better to visualize the whole scenario, like how we are starting and how we are ending this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So so what type of startups, like which genre can have the future? Like are there fintechs or edtechs or what, or what else? I think fintech and edtech, like I'm really bullish on fintech and edtech because finance mm-hmm. and uh, like financial institutions in India are terrible, right? You go to a bank and it's so, so old age. Like they fill up physical documents yeah. and you do you have to waste a lot of your time. Customer service isn't that great. So whenever there's a sector that's struggling, like go to SBI, you'll see how, how much people struggle, right? In terms of waiting in queues and a lot of manual work, things like that. These yeah. industries which are slow moving, which are in places where customers are dissatisfied, these are the industries where people can innovate and bring up cool solutions, right? Like Razorpay. So Razorpay is a payment gateway solution. Yeah. And yeah. Um, like earlier, if I had to accept online payments, how would I do that? There was yeah. no way in India. So Razorpay just democratized that, brought in a payment gateway. So even if it's you, me, we can, we can you know, uh, get online payments really quick. Yeah. Uh, we don't have to, like, earlier you had to do a bank transfer, wait for two hours and things like that. Now you just yeah. click on Razorpay pay button you pay the amount using a UPI, that's it. It goes away. UPI was such a good innovation. You can just Google pay money to your friends, right? It's, it's mm-hmm. so fast, so quick and seamless. It's uh, it's just game changing, right? UPI, uh, so FinTech, it's it's crazy. It's just booming. Uh, still, there are a lot of innovations happening, a lot of FinTech. In fact, FinTech is the hottest space, which is getting funded. Yeah. And yeah. then uh, even in like education, everyone knows India's education system sucks, right? No one praises India's education system. They know uh, that it has a lot of, lot of uh, flaws in it. And therefore you have startups which are working on those flaws, like Unacademy, for example, Coaching yeah. Mafia, everyone knew that, you know, these guys charge really high. They only care about the top 1%, the good teachers teach the top 1%. Everyone else uh, is just for the 
they just pay high fees and get bad teachers but an academy came in they were like dude this is not fair you'll get the best teachers give the same amount of education to everyone at a, at half the price and just democratize it so you know these these are all uh, places where people were dissatisfied no one liked coachings so an academy just came in and solved for that particular problem so education and fintech i, I think there are a lot of problems to be solved in india and yeah. uh, if we can strike at the right moment then we can build a huge huge company out of it yeah that's for sure so also the most uh, hot topic is like bitcoin and uh, cryptocurrency mm. so what's your view on those so i don't know a lot about cryptos but here's the thing right um until mm. now we've we've been living in a very centralized world so you have governments yeah. you have platforms like facebook instagram controlling what you're going to mm. do right you have these rules uh, set up um for example if you transfer money you have you have to go through so many things when you transfer money through paypal paypal yeah. has entire control is a background noise coming in mm. I think here is perfect. Mine's okay. Cool. So you can cut this part out okay. right later while editing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Cool. So uh, you know, like transferring money or things like that, it involves so many players. You have banks. So banks have control of your money. You have these payment gateways which have control of your money. But in terms of blockchain, everything is decentralized, right? So there's no there's no government yeah. that's ruling you. You can send money asap. Uh, it'll be in the public ledger. There'll be no corruption happening because everyone mm-hmm. knows what transactions are happening, right? It's public information. So things like uh, yeah. you know governments doing corruption and all of that is going to go away. It'll make government governance very easy. And then uh, things like encryption and mm-hmm. digital ownership. Like you might have heard about NFTs recently, right? Non fungible uh, tokens. Wherein, like if if you have made a meme today. then how do you know that this particular mm. person owns the rights to that memes anyone can use it right i can just whatsapp forward it but uh, nfts yeah. what they're doing is yeah. uh, it it's you can digitally own that so if you made a graphic design or a meme then you can digitally own that particular asset it's it's your own stock sort of thing and then other people can buy from you and have ownership mm. of it so it's just game changing for a lot of creators and uh, there are so many of these uh, blockchain based applications coming out uh metamask is one of yeah. them which helps you use ethereum and then use a lot of use a bunch of blockchain apps on top of it and uh, there's something called decentralized social media platforms everyone's fed up of facebook and instagram you know having control over people's opinions so eventually i think over the next decade you'll be seeing decentralized social media platforms where um you know there'll be no yeah. controlling entity you can just do uh, whatever you want to and uh, i think that'll be something great for you know free speech and things like that yeah that's for sure so also Uh, do you think does Elon Musk speech has value, and is are those helpful for every people? I mean, Elon about cryptocurrency. Elon Musk speech. I mean, oh, are they helpful for every common people or only for high-end investors? Ah, uh, I don't know. Like, ah, uh, well, it totally depends. Mostly, the market moves whenever he says something. So, I think anyone can invest and ride on the wave. It's not just for the institution. But it's like. But it's like saying like pump and dump and all. Like how he's like he was buying. I mean he was buying all the bitcoins before announcing, and after he promoting the bitcoin or dogecoin, and everyone was going to it. After that, when the prices high, he was selling. Oh. Okay. So he was making profits, and like uh, small investors are uh, are not getting benefit, or mm-hmm. they are running into losses. So, so um, what is? Yeah. I guess yeah, I get your point. Uh, so you know, whenever there are these speculations, it's mostly better. Like if if you're uh, if if you're spending your entire life savings in doing something like that, then it wouldn't be a good idea, yeah. right? So uh, yeah. yeah, I get your point. Yeah. If you're an investor who has excess cash to spend, and uh, hmm. these are called meme stocks. So if you want to spend in meme stocks, yeah. you have some extra money lying around, and if you're ready to lose all of it, then maybe it could be a good investment. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Let's come to your start. I mean, your startup Unify. So please share about that. So, Unify was what? built on this premise that, um, like, I I've spoken to a lot of college students, right, as part of my YouTube channel, 
And a lot of students in tier three colleges, tier two colleges, they don't have access to the same opportunities that people in BITS, IITs, NITs, all of these top colleges have, right? They don't have too many fests happening. They don't have networking events happening. They don't have a good alumni network. They don't, uh, you know, they don't get a community around them, like a smart community with whom they can hang out with, right? Uh, like a lot of people in IITs are successful because people surrounding them are becoming successful. Like if someone, if my neighbor is learning, great coding skills. If he's freelancing, if he's starting his own startup, it motivates me also to do something great in life. Right. But if my friend yeah. is just wasting his time, uh, just loafing around and uh, just not doing anything, then that's gonna, that's not a good environment for me to be in. That will not uh, impact me. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, same for people living in remote India, what kind of mm. access will, will they get? Right. Uh, you live in good cities, yeah. we live in good cities, but what about a person living in a very remote place in India? He doesn't know yeah. how, how do you write JavaScript? He doesn't know, uh, you know, that there are uh, ways of, you know, using online platforms to make money and things like that. So uh, we mm. want to democratize that in information and uh, mm -hmm. we're trying to replicate all these good events that are happening at top colleges onto Clinify mm -hmm. so that everyone can attend them, right? So we have formed this group of people from top colleges, like say Stanford, uh, people working at Amazon, you know, startup founders, we're getting all of these guys to, mm -hmm. in a way, contribute to the community and organize a bunch of events that these guys can participate in and therefore getting more exposure, uh, right? So I feel that'll have a huge impact uh, in terms of- Like Indian Clubhouse. It's like Indian Clubhouse. Mm -hmm. Not, not, not really Clubhouse. Clubhouse is just for audio communication. This is more of uh, yeah, learning. Hmm, yeah, in a way, in a way, yeah, okay. Yeah. So, and also let's come to entrepreneurship. So, I mean, where can one learn entrepreneurship? Uh, you can't really learn it. Yeah. It all comes from getting your hands dirty and just <laughs> trying it out. So when I started, I knew nothing. Uh, mm. like I still, I mean, I'm still naive. I'm still not experienced enough. So, uh, it's just a skill that you learn, uh, on the way you, you just have, it'll teach you that you'll be super depressed on one day, uh, very proud on the next day. So it's a very weird kind of journey. And, mm. um, I think, uh, it'll, it'll just teach you a lot of life lessons. So just get started. You'll realize if it's something for you or not. And, uh, once, once, once that's there, um, that's the thing. It's not, it's not something that can be taught in a college. It's, it's just experience based. Yeah. Okay. So let's come to the YouTube world. Mm -hmm. So you are rocking in YouTube, like uh, nearly hundred K subscribers and just like, uh, it's not an easy thing. So you, you have, you have spent a lot of days or a lot of nights to make this happen. So mm -hmm. what are your advices about people who started career in YouTube? So right now my channel isn't growing very fast as it was earlier. Uh, mm -hmm. so yeah, right now, even I'm forming my content strategies, thinking about what to do next. How can I post more frequently? What content will people like and what will be more interesting? So it's something that even I'm working on nowadays. Uh, and I think the secret to YouTube, I would say it's just, it's very simple, like very intuitive. First one is be consistent, post very often. Uh, you know, I'm planning to do like a daily upload strategy uh, right now. So I'll see how, how to formulate that and how, how I can gather content for that. Um, the second one is to make content that people like, right? Something, some, something useful, something that's trending, something that people would be watching and something that gives them value at the end of the video. Like they should be like, Acha. so at the end of this video, I learned this lesson. I at least learned something. You can't make trash videos that don't teach people anything. Uh, I mean, entertainment is a different thing. You can obviously get entertained, yeah. but for my type of videos, you can't make videos where you just keep talking and then uh, people don't learn anything out of it. So I need to make sure that that happens. And uh, thirdly, it's making it interesting, like adding a bit of, this is something that even I'm working on, like adding some images in the middle because people like moving things, right? So if I'm talking yeah, about something yeah. and if I just show that in the middle, so show some stock images, stock footages, I think that'll also make it very interesting. So I think these three things should work. So for starting even in a YouTube career, so many people like they don't have confidence. So where can they build confidence? Like even now I'm not able to speak confidently to you. So my words you are, are, you are quite confident. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, when compared to my first first mm. podcast, yeah, and now there are a lot of changes. Mm. So I was like, learning. so how can one can build their own confidence? So um, it, it it's it's you know uh, 
even this is just practice right your first video it'd yeah, be very different yeah, from your 100th video so i would say just post 100 videos and see it will have a huge impact on your confidence try posting one every day and on the 100th day you'll be like acha the first version of me was so bad i'm just laughing at him right and your 200th version will be like oh the 100th version was so bad so just just keep posting it's fine your friends might laugh your parents might laugh whatever but uh, don't care about people it's it's your journey yeah. you know what you're doing so uh, just just keep moving forward so so finally i would like to ask you some best recommendations of books and movies too for mm-hmm. young people or teenagers so in terms of movies i think jobs uh, was a very good movie it's a biography of steve jobs do watch that and in terms of books i would say um so there's one called sapiens by yuval noah harari try reading that yeah. there's one called let's build a company by uh, harpreet singh grover read that mm-hmm. uh, there's another book called swipe to unlock which is about technology and how blockchain works how cloud computing works uh, it'll give you a brief overview about different technologies that are used it'll be useful if you are a non technical person uh, yeah these these would be the recommendations yeah so so one final advice for people who are ready to make startup and also for hustling and also for freelancers uh be consistent with whatever you're doing this is something that i learned i learned it the hard way uh like you know when when my channel was growing at a very fast pace i was like yeah i'm the king of the world i'm not going to uh, post a lot of videos i wouldn't be planning what to do next i'm just going to do this but then when it slows down when it goes down that's that's when you're like oh damn now now i got to plan things out so be consistent have a have a good plan just uh, you know open note taking apps like notion be like what to do next and just obsess yeah. over your ideas uh, and eventually uh, you'll you'll go somewhere when you're obsessed with some ideas so okay thank you so much for being in my podcast bro it's a, it's like a, a great thing when how i inspired for starting this stuff i am interviewing that person so thank you so much yeah glad to hear that all the all the best for your podcast everything yeah thank you so much